All right, Paulie, we're here, man. We are here. I'm Paul. Hey, I'm John. And welcome to the Missing the Fairways podcast. Missing the Fairways. And I swear to God, this was a total accident. We did this accidentally on our other podcast that we have with our friend Zach. And I he, he left and we were like just chatting for 20 minutes after. And we said, we need to start a golf podcast because we can talk. You and I probably could talk for days. The, the problem that John and I have is that we can talk for days. We could talk for days about anything, but golf is specifically, I think we're. <laughs> I think what will, make this, what will make this podcast unique is that we will make this podcast relatable in any way, yeah. shape, or form yeah. it, across all facets of your life, whether it's business, whether it's golf, whether it's humor, whether it's frustrations. Whether it's background noise, we're right. here for you. 90% of this is going to be golf-related. So if you don't like golf, you're in the wrong spot. Yes. But and if you don't like people that have issues with things, then you should not listen. <laughs> you're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this is Missing the Fairways. Double entendre because, you know, uh, up here in, in the eastern part, I don't know where you're listening from, but in the eastern part of the United States, there's usually about three months out of the year where it's – Pretty close to unbearable to go golfing. Yeah, I mean, you're in the you're in the 30s, the 20s, windy, cold, rainy, blah blah. blah unless snow. you're a piece of shit like me. Yeah, unless you're <laughs> unless you're a piece of shit like Paul. But uh, no, um, so so missing the fairways and then also missing the fairways because we slice, hook, um, you know, overshoot, duff, <laughs> chunk, thin, <laughs> sneeze, cough. The only word that we don't use in this podcast is pure. Okay? Yes, <laughs> that's it. So. I'll give some background about us. So yeah. John played a little bit golf when he was younger. Uh, I grew up playing golf a little bit at a par three course, and then we just kind of we're not built for that. John and I are blue collar working construction type men. Uh, not a lot of free time. So we figured out, like, let's let's do a let's have a hobby, something that we can do that will only it will seem like such a bigger problem that all of our other problems will go away. And that's pretty much where we're at. So we're bogey golfers. Uh, we hit everybody else's highs and lows. We travel around the South Jersey area for this really last year. You know, we started with a hand-me-down set of clubs and a cheap set of clubs online and then real quick realized that that is not it. So we've been working towards getting uh, equipment tailored to us, clothing tailored to us, shoes, anything under the sun we're here for. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's something that is, uh, is, is different to me because uh, – Golf has changed. Golf has changed me in a in a lot of different ways. Not for the good, not for the bad. Like as you know, not, I'm not gonna go there. Like, oh man, you know, like I don't know where I'd be in life. Like, no, I just mean like I listen to the trees now. Yeah, like speak to me. Yeah, like I, I just mean like in a general sense. Like, you know, I I don't have a lot of hobbies. Like work is my hobby, right? Um, and golfing is something that like you can just get away from. I mean, everybody says we made the cardinal mistake, right? Because we involved our wives. 100%. <laughs> but it's not as bad as you think. It's not as bad as you think. It really isn't. I mean, some days it's annoying, but like it's for overall like it could be worse. Yeah, right. So, I mean, one thing that golf has done for me is improved my 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 drip, my clothing drip. True. Know? I am a very simple guy. I'll wear sweatshirts and basketball shorts seven days. I'll wear them to your wedding. I don't give a shit. There is if there's a ninety percent chance that if you come down our block, I'm either wearing clothing from Johnny's business or he's wearing it from mine. <laughs> it's pretty much the truth. One hundred percent. 
But that's a really good point. I was talking to Ashley, my wife, about that the other day, my wife, and yeah. we were just kind of saying, like, you know, we, we went out, we walked 18, and uh, she's like, man, like, you just seem so happy. I'm just like, like, th- I got to do something different. Like, I can't wear a polo to work maybe once a year because it's going to get dirty. It's yeah. going to get gross, you know, and we're it, it allows us to do something different and be different than just what normal people see or what we see in ourselves and each other on the week to week basis. Yeah, you most know? definitely. So um, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this real quick? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll go. Like I said, we'll, we'll kind of introduce ourselves. We don't have handicaps, right? So let's just start there. We don't have yeah. handicaps. We're, we're honestly, we're, we're at the point now where we should probably look into a membership and, you know, all those things. But we don't have – so if you ask us what our handicaps are, we don't actually know. Right. So that's how, that's how we are. You know, we're just blue-collar dudes, like, trying to go out and have a good time. But the fact of the matter is, is now we're starting to take the game a little bit more seriously. And, again, we talk about it all the time. So why don't we do this? Um, you, we'll go through. Why don't we just tell everybody what's in our bags, you know? I like that. The first thing I want to preface this is – because of our careers and what we do, I'm in a family business. John owns his own family business. We kind of said to each other from the beginning, like, if this is going to cause us, like, if this is going to be like a job to us, we're not going to do it. The problem is we don't know how to turn the job sense off. Yeah. So if we can't be good at it, we don't want to do it. But we're getting better. Yeah. I mean, that that's the, that's the truth. Yes. It, it just kind of sucks where <laughs> it's like, you know, I have to be. I look at so I, I I will literally turn on the masters and be like, look at how perfect that chip was. Why can't I do that? You know. But the kicker is, is they only show the good shots. Yeah, of course. You yeah. know. But yeah, so uh, I'm currently rocking with um, usually a tailor-made spider putter, older one, probably five or six years old. Uh, my irons are tailor-made P790s, four through pitching wedge. Um, if you ask me what wedges I'm playing, it depends on what day of the week, but I did just get a new set of 14 brand wedges. And then I have a standard Sim max driver, Sim max three wood, uh, balls currently taking a break from Bridgestone golf balls. And I'm playing Titleist AVX supposed to help with your spin control, just supposed to help with your slice, (laughs) which all it's doing is hurting my bank account. How's that going? (laughs) They're good balls. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so I am, uh, uh, first of all, I'm a tailor. I'm a brand whore. Um, I will say that much. Uh, I'm a big TaylorMade fan. I feel it's safe to say that we both are. Yeah. The only thing that I retired was my TaylorMade wedges. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I have, uh, uh, my bag is the TaylorMade Cartlight. I love that bag. Um, I'm My driver is a uh, TaylorMade M4. Um, set to the lowest loft setting, <laughs> um, uh, you know, a three wood M2. Um, and I actually have a five wood in mind, which I thought was going to play. So this is, this is how naive I am to the game. I thought it was going to play more like a recovery wood. Um, so I don't use it as much because I'd rather just hit a five iron at that point. But yeah. anyway, um, I have four through pitching wedge in TaylorMade Sim 2s. Um, and then my... Wedges are Callaway Mac Daddies, which uh, <laughs> fucking slap. Yeah, they slap. But I bought them. I bought them because of the cool, like little ruby design <laughs> in the backside of them, not knowing that they're that they're extremely difficult to use. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I a fifty two, fifty six, and a sixty, and then I'm a tailor made spider putter. Um, 
And I just switched out from Vice uh, golf balls to TaylorMade TB5X. Vice Pros. Vice Pros. Yeah, you were you weren't low level Vice. Yeah, Vice Pros. Br- Vice Pro drips. They were they were they were nice to have. <sighs> they but, are um, such an attractive ball to look at. Yeah, I I, I enjoy them. Um, what I thought with those was that. Um, you know, I was more inconsistent with them. The TP5Xs are strictly I'm not swinging my club properly if I hit them wrong. Which, yeah. I mean, it just might be mental, but TP5X is where I'm at right now. Yeah, so the biggest things with our games was that we had to figure out our swing speeds, our weight for our shafts. So we went full in, and John was like, let's go. I want to go do an iron fitting. So I'm like, all right. So we go and do the iron fitting, and John's like, what about you? And basically, we kind of made the cardinal thing of like, yeah, like we're not going to get lessons. We're going to figure it out, which is pretty much how we've done everything else in life. Yep. So then I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to get it, too. And then several months later, several long fucking grueling months of trying to buy golf clubs during COVID, which has been the most popular that golf has ever been, according to everybody. Then that was that long, grueling wait. But we're both at a stiff shaft, um, different weights. Pretty similar swing speeds, except John can fucking crush a ball significantly farther than I can. <laughs> that's that's untrue. We're tip, <laughs> we're we are extremely close in 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 all facets. I think. But if John gets a hold of it with his driver, that's true. Yes. If I you know if I get pissed off enough and it's just a good enough swing, <laughs> then yeah, I'm probably I'm probably thirty to forty yards more. Out yeah. Of yeah. But. Uh, right now, I, I right now it's safe to say we're probably pushing about two forty with it with a with a decent drive. Yeah. Um, I'm better with a three wood. Um, you do launch a piss missile out of a three wood. <laughs> I'm really consistent with a three wood off the tee, and that's that's pushing about two twenty, yeah, two thirty. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's where we're at right now with this stuff. Um, yeah, and some of some people are gonna be like, oh, dude, why didn't you go to a, you know like a club pro or whatever, blah blah blah. But like that's. Honestly, that's the type of mindset that we're in right now. We're again, we're just a bunch of working class dudes. Like we went to, we went to Golf Galaxy. Yeah, right? you know, we're not, we don't have any special connects or whatever. You no. know, but our games have grown significantly. The fact that like holes where we would thought we wouldn't hit a driver, we can hit like a six iron on or, so, or a seven. It's funny because I was telling my wife the other day we stopped at. Uh, so we're going to talk about how you know uh, random courses around our area. Um, so we'll give you a little description of what the course is. Blah blah blah. Um, so we were at Hamilton Trails. That's where I. It's where I swung my first golf club with you on a course yep. that wasn't on a driving range or anything like that. Um, we went to Hamilton Trails, which is like a little par three course. I think that I, I think the Parkland style. It's it's inland. It's got like one. It's got small. It's got one small body of water. Besides that, it's just like in between holes, but very basic. Yeah, it's just mostly like water runoff from yeah. streets and highways and things of that nature. But, but by far the hardest fucking golf course we have. We've played some nice courses, yeah. but the absolute hardest. There's some fairways are 60 yards wide. No room for error. Yeah, there's no room for error. So anyway, uh, the first hole is a par four, and it's a dog leg left, but it's a sharp dog leg. Yeah. Um, it's like 140 yards to the point of the dog leg, I think, somewhere in there. 160. Right. And the first time we went, I pulled the driver out. We both did. We pulled and we out. both got around 145. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, um, w- w- I guess that was summer of last year, yeah. right? 
like fucking June. Yeah, it was it was it was late. Well, I mean it was rather late in the golf season for yeah. a lot of people, but yeah. So it, by June, so now uh to put that in perspective, if I went there today and dropped the ball on the tees, I'd be at an 8 iron right. probably. Yeah. You know, I mean depending on the day and <laughs> honestly, I'd probably roll the 6 iron and try to thread the needle through the trees Every that are we all do. <laughs> yeah, that, and and it, uh, and it evident, every time, every time Every time hits the pond. Every we're, time. We're going to throw a shout out to uh, our boy, uh, Chris Keener. It's one of the most unorthodox lefty golfers that I've ever seen with that rolls with the Scotty Cameron putter and Adidas track shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, trees are it. 70% air, 30% tree, and we beat the odds every fucking time. Just about every time. <laughs> no, no doubt about that. <laughs> Just about every time. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's that's pretty much where we've come from. So, essentially, in a year... We've dialed in, I wouldn't even say a year, it would probably be about eight months. Yeah. We've dialed in our, our our distances, yardages, things of that nature, but they're constantly changing, which is what which is where I find to be an improvement in our games in general because realistically, by the end of the summer this year, we'll probably be pulling out pitching wedges or nine irons to get to that point. Right, and we have gone and we, we've gotten one lesson each, um, and we've been around some people that, are more familiar with the game and whatnot. And we'll, we've starting to practice more, um, definitely taking it more seriously. But the biggest thing too, is like we're at the point now in our games where we can start playing to score. Yes. Whereas like on certain days, if I can't fucking hit a driver, I should be hitting a four iron off the tee and then taking my time and getting up there and playing straight bogey golf. You know, yeah. and not worry. Like, so we're at the point now where we can start playing more consciously and saying, like, all right, I know if I'm having a hard time with this, this is realistically what I should do. Take the ego out of it, which is not easy as two fucking guys, two friends out there. Like, yeah. ah, come on, man, just fucking do it. It's a maturity thing. It too, is. Because we just want to be, you know, we want to be bur- like, again. But we, we, we both want to see each other. We're egging yeah. the other one on because we know, like, there's that one in ten chance that we will get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It will hold out from 70 yards away. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like but that, but again, like I said it's like it's a maturity thing because you're at a point where you're just like smart golf tells you if you, you know, if you shanked one into the fucking woods, right? You should probably just you should probably just work your way out easy, you know, easiest yeah. way out as possible. We just go Nah, man, we can. How much you want to bet I can fucking hit it through those trees? Over <laughs> I'm there. gonna hit the green from here. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what, more t- there's been some good times where we have. There's been yeah. some really bad times when we oh, have. Yeah. And and you know, also there's there's definitely times where we shine, and there's times that <laughs> we just are not. Yeah. <laughs> We're just not on. Um, I would say it's tough too, though, because we've been we had a fairly mild winter, so we played into December. Yeah, and then now getting back out there, every green's fucking aerated. Uh, yeah, it's and, like, and it's rocky sand. Like, yeah, it's very, very, very coarse dirt. Yeah, um, it's hard to gauge. You know, there's most of the time we have a chance at par, if not birdie. Most of the time, yeah, yeah. I'd say 15 out of 18 holes, we're we're right there. But all it takes is one little fucking bump on an aerated yeah. or, you know, grass not being trimmed and you're trying to bump and run and get it to catch on the edge and it ain't fucking catching. Like, it's just gone. Right. Or or being really wet because. And windy. Yeah. Typically, typically down here during the wintertime, it is consistently windy. Yeah. 
It is consistently wet. It, we're getting two to three rain days a week or or snow or whatever. Um, coastal flooding is a big thing, too. So, like, you know, we, we're, we're constantly, especially during the wintertime, dealing with those elements. And then all those other stupid little things, trees, tree limbs, leaves, blah, blah, blah. Leaves. <laughs> so, <clears throat> for those of you that aren't familiar with South Jersey golf, most of our courses in the area – around the Atlantic City area, are all parklands. We have so many trees in between every hole. Yes. Some courses do a phenomenal job where they actually vacuum their leaves, and some courses just say, you can go fuck yourself. If you're not hitting it straight, if you are not even out of bounds, but if you're just and anywhere that you see on TV where it looks mulched or just pine needles or whatever yeah. with some pine cones, we don't have that. Yeah. We have thick, heavy oak brush dead leaves piled on stacked we have like two links courses in the area and, and, they're, and they're immaculate right there i mean so the the one links course that we have is the sea view uh the bay course. bay course right um and that is famously known around here as really you know it's it's kind of funny because that whole area just stops yeah that whole like uh the sea view marriott area just completely locks down there's tv cameras and everywhere it's nationally televised uh it's the Shoprite lpga classic and it's i mean like i said the whole area just stops because and it slaps yeah it's a big thing it's fucking sweet um yeah we have that and we have uh brigantine yeah uh, brigantine's a municipal course uh it was so it was really shitty according to the locals like it was really shitty a couple years ago but um, the city started to actually put a little bit of money into it because, again, golf's blowing up and it's a tourist destination. So it's like, why, why not? Yeah, you know. And it's a and it's a it's it's a par seventy two, I believe. Yeah. So it's a nice course. The last one would be uh, Twisted Dunes, which you know, this being our first episode, not a rival podcast. But if you would like, you can go and follow the guys at Golficity, um, who do a, a whole series of South Jersey courses. And it is just it's a it's a link style with every kind of brush and fescue that you can ever imagine, and like four random trees. Yeah. yeah. And you think link style, you think Scotland, you think Ireland along the coast. This is inland. It was made to be something different than everything else we have around here. And they just said, "Hey, fuck it, we're gonna just throw massive twenty foot embankments on either side." So almost every hole was like a punch bowl, except that that's your fairway. And God forbid you get it up there and any of that fescue, you're just fucked. Yeah, but indeed. it's a pretty nice course, so you can usually find some pretty nice golf balls up there. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there's this one hole that we religiously, we, we pretty much skip because we find, we're talking, it's a, it's a higher end course. So at one point in time, it was actually going to be like the next big yeah. thing. It's in, like $230 around, yeah, which is ridiculous for around here. In South Jersey golf, it was going to be the next big thing. Um, unfortunately for them, I, I don't think it panned out that way. But it's still a high-end course. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think they got fucked because there's no trees. There's no shade. There's no it's shade. It's just brutal in the summer. And it was built on a landfill, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, it, you know, that's the, type of, that's the type of course this is. There's nothing there to hide it. It's just mountains or hills and yeah. 10 trees. Now, there's also a couple courses down here that we haven't had the luxury to play yet that the South Jersey area is known for what we call shoebies which are out-of-towners that come down to our beaches and whatnot. And we do have some really nice, prestigious private courses yeah. um, that we will try to get on. And have, we will try more actively as our games get better 
and we con the people that are good to get us on them. But there are a bunch of hidden gems down here that you wouldn't know about, that you won't find course reviews about just due to being private. Which I think I think we should save for another episode. Like I think yeah. we should actually go through and, and just kind of rate some of the courses that we've been on because, I mean, down here, it's it's crazy how many golf courses there are. Like, you know, there's some people that have to go, that have to travel 30, 40 miles for one 18-hole course. Yeah. We have within... We have a dozen within a half an hour. Within within 20 miles of our house, we have at minimum a dozen. Yeah. So, I mean, we're lucky in that way. Um, so, anyway, I wanted to get into... what. Do you, what did you th- like our games, right? What do, what do you think is the worst part of your game right now? My driver. That's it. That's it. I mean, the, the worst, like out of all of the facets, I would say that my driver is my absolute worst part of my game right now. I just can't. There was like two weeks where I could consistently hit maybe 12. I, well, I should say probably less than that due to par threes, but I could at least get a couple decent down the fairway or on the fringe. And I was good. The last two times that I have played, that thing can go fuck itself. Yeah. I mean, so we both go through, like, big ebbs and flows with stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I can say that I've been consistently working on positioning for, for a driver. Yeah. You know? And it's difficult because, I mean, you your your brain tells you, again, that's part of the immaturity of the game. Your brain tells you walk up, set yourself and fucking clobber this thing. Yeah. But realistically, it has nothing to do with how hard you hit that ball. No. You know, I mean, of course it does, but like, right. you know, it, it also has to do with technique, form, you know. Yeah, because you can look and argue at guys like Kevin Kisner, who doesn't hit further than 270, but he is so consistent that as long as it's not an egregiously long golf course, he's in contention every week. It, yeah, you know, exactly. so like it just goes to show. And swing thoughts. Like once you like for me right now, getting up there, is like what I know what I need to do. I know what my swing should look like. And yep. then it's putting that into play without overthinking it. You know, realistically, more practice with the driver would help. But I've put all of my time and all of my psychotic golf mind into figuring out what are the perfect wedges for me and right. how to hit them. Because before I would say that that was my, my worst part was that. And now it's it's gone back. So, but... Yeah, so I mean, it'll probably be my driver for the next month or so, <laughs> and then and then it'll be and then it'll be mid irons. It'll be long irons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so you you have you have two different types of thought there, right? You can walk up like you said, like Kisner, who's who's a consistently good ball striker, or right. you can be a Deshambo who's doing you know four and a quarter, right? And but the thing is, is he's he, he wildly he inconsistent. Yeah, he can't put it exactly where he wants it, so. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I like Deshambo. You know, and it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but you know, he'll he'll put a four and a quarter right down the middle of the fairway, and you know, chip it in and putt it for an eagle. Right. Whereas, you know, then he'll walk up to a par four and do the same thing, and he's bogeying because he he you know he wanted to put it essentially on the green or near the green, and he put it in the water. His, or he put it in the sand. His drive. stock pitching wedge is 183 yards. Nuts. Nuts. What do, what do you do with anything less? Do you putt? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. But, so, so, well, what about you? What 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 do you what would you say is your worst? Ninety yards right and under. Yeah, that's, 90 that's, yards that's and fucking under. rough. My 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 wedges. Uh, 
so I have a 52, a 56, and a 60. Um, I cannot figure out how to hit those things. And I and I'm, I don't want to change my wedges out because that's not going to help anything. Yeah. Right? That's, you know, so what am I going to do? I'm going to go to a beginner or not a beginner, but a totally different grind. And then when I want to get, I, I don't know, maybe I want to upgrade to some Vokies or something. Right. They're, that wouldn't be an upgrade. That'd be the same. <laughs> they're a professional style. You know what I'm saying? Like the grind is different. The, the, the way that they, the way that they hit. But the way that they strike the ball is totally different. Yeah. So it's like you got to train yourself all over again. So it's like, what am I going to do? Put the training wheels on and then just have to take them off again? That's what. So that that's been the wormhole that I have been in for two months is figuring out my wedges and the most difficult thing. So for example, I have a set of cavity back Bridgestone irons that I built, right? And I put in standard S three hundred stiff shafts, which weigh one hundred and twenty eight grams. Yeah. So when you say you built them, you basically you buy, tore them apart. Right. You buy you'll buy them off of people on eBay or whatever. Yep. Some little old lady whose husband passed away. Buffs them, <laughs> cleans them, buffs them, cleans them. You know, puts them. But if there's any chips in them, you'll grind them out. Yeah. Things of that nature. It's it's pretty cool. And you'll put little. Uh, I'll do. I'd like called. change the paint fill and so. Oh, I do uh, ferrules. Yeah. Shout out new ferrules. BB and Fco. Yeah. But what fucks me? So like that's a hundred and twenty eight gram shaft, right? And with that cavity back head, that comes out to whatever weight. I have it written down somewhere. Now, my tailor-made P790s are a significantly heavier head. So I have a S300 stiff shaft with 105 grams of weight. So, But they weigh the same. Now, when it comes to your wedges, then you can go down the wormhole that I have a 44.3 degree pitching wedge. And I was playing a 52, a 56, and a 60. So I was like, all right, that's a huge gap. I'm going to go down to 50. Well, if I want my 50 degree is nine out of 10 times going to be a full swing golf club. I'm not going to really be using that around the greens. That shaft in my 50 now is a, a 114 gram, but with that head weighs the same as my P790 pitching wedge. So, and I have the length of my pitching wedge on that. So you can keep your tempo the same, essentially. So in my head, I know that, and I have a full, I have a full grind on it, so it's thinner at the bottom and it's flat, so it mimics like a pitching wedge. And then my sand wedge is totally different, and then my that's heavier, and then my fifty-eight is even heavier than that. But the biggest thing that I've been doing in the last three rounds I played is I have not touched my gap wedge. I've just been hitting a pitching wedge and trying to figure out how far my half swing is and how far my three quarter swing is and how far my quarter swing is because that's, you know, that's your shortest iron and you kind of can get in the feel of that. And if you can do that with your pitching wedge and dictate them, it was something that I picked up uh, watching like a video online, which is controversial in lessons, but like a science of golf clubs. And it was like most pros will use their pitching wedge from anything from a certain distance under, but then just know how to swing that club. Which brings me to my next point that like you can play any kind of round with any club you want because we went and did full seven iron at par three Hamilton Trails and played significantly well. I yeah. bumped and run one in. Like we yeah. like we played really well. And it just goes to show you that like if you can really dial in your swing, your swing speed and your tempo, you know, sometimes less might be best. Right. And that's and that's again, that's part of that's part of our the learning, learning curve. Yeah. So yeah. I, I at this point I'm going to solely use my pitching wedge from anything right up until like down to maybe like eighty yards and then I'll hit a sand wedge. If you ask me right now, 
to like hit a draw or fade, I'd be like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we, we tend to have the, the typical golfer sometimes out to in rather than into out kind of swing. But yeah. like you've picked up on that, but then like the past month, your swing has completely changed and your hips. So for those of you that don't know, John, when John dresses, John dresses and he looks fucking good. And I can say that. <laughs> and when you see this man's hips move, with these sweet new Under Armour spikeless shoes that he has, it's Dude, like those those fucking slap. But it's it's fluid, you know, like and that's like it's before like you used to do some stuff with your wrist, and so when we first went out, we were like, all right, we need to fix our slice. Well, how do we do it? And people told us, oh, well, like just close your club head, because at that point, by the time you get to contact, it's going to be closed. Right. And we did that for probably about a month or so. And then we were like, ah, you know what? Like, we got to figure out how to do this right so we don't have bad habits and whatnot. And a lot of this has been breaking those bad habits or breaking those thoughts when you step up. And I would say that over the past month after getting our asses kicked most of last season, kind of having a, a fresh mind, a fresher mindset that, like, we are not going to go out and we're not going to crush this this score. But we can make these small improvements and then – we always talk about how every time we go out, and I've talked to other people about it, you know, one thing that was good last week isn't good this week. So it's really, we just need to find that median right. of being comfortable with everything. I will tell you right now, I mean, what started my swing getting, I should say, what what started improving my swing was that I changed my grip completely. Yeah. I was at a neutral grip. I had no interlock whatsoever. Because are I'm, you interlocking now? I am. I'm oh, okay. interlocking now. I, I, but remember I told you I was interlocking backwards. That's right. Yeah. So it was completely uncomfortable for me, which, again, I mean, I guess you could argue that there's really no good, or I shouldn't say no good, but, like, there's no right way to grip a golf club, you know? Uh, of course, all the pros use exactly one and, you know, right. whatever. But, like, uh, I, I didn't know that the interlock was pinky over index finger. I was kind of doing, like, index finger over... Right. And it was just uncomfortable and I didn't have a good <laughs> I didn't have a good grip on the club. Yeah. You know, and everything was starting to go wild. And obviously, you know, when I would peek at my swing, I would bend my wrist. And it was like after a certain point in time, it was like, OK, I suck at golf. Like <laughs> something needs to change. Like, obviously, the way that I walk out on the course, hit my ball, putt my ball, everything is not working. So, like, if I'm going to improve, I have to stop thinking that what I'm doing is working. Right. And that it's just like a little tweak here and there. Yeah. And go, okay, I need to act like I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing, which I don't. Obviously, I don't. But <laughs> act like I don't know what I'm doing and switch everything up. No, but you made like a great point. Like, and that's like a lot of guys argue. Uh, and John Rahm said, like, he'll watch every swing thing on YouTube. But like, all he does is like pick certain points that would work, like him knowing his swing so well that he could implement. Cause everybody swings different. I mean, you look at Scotty Scheffler. He drags his trail foot when he hits a driver, and it, it looks like he's shooting a slap shot. Like his back foot comes up in the air just a little bit and slides across, and that's like pretty much what you do when you play hockey. Yeah, you know, and and here he is winning freaking you know the Masters and 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 making more money in seven starts this year than he did over his last like three or four years playing professional golf. Speaking of YouTube, has anybody stand out? Like, has anybody stood out? I sound like an idiot right now. I'm getting tired. <laughs> has anybody made an impression on you yeah, that you it, would? Has anybody stood out to somebody where you're just like, okay, I need to fix uh, my whatever, the, you know, 
and and you YouTube that specific person? I'd probably say no. I mean, I feel like I feel like I have a pretty good swing. I know that my downswing is my biggest fault, at least with the driver and my hips. I think more. Um, I hate to say it, but like a lot of just like simple things on Instagram, ways that you can besides just filming yourself, which really is the best way, is like yeah, like what uh what shows you where you're at. So like stupid things like I was having a hard time chunking my irons real fucking bad and you remember that and uh I started doing just the towel behind your back arm drill so that when I come down I keep everything in but the only way that I'm going to be able to close my club face is me swinging my hips right yeah so those little tips and tricks like I was telling you the other day like chipping like how to just consistently pop the ball in the air just short chips whatever saw a thing on Instagram and it's like put a fucking bag two feet in front of you and just chip it over the bag. Like, I know that my mechanics are good with that. I just know that when I get there, I'm overthinking, and then I'm just, like, quickly pulling it to the left, and I'm looking up. Well, now all my balls are going to the left. Right. Rather than saying, okay, I need to, and I would try to scoop the ball, which is why it would go to the left, rather than I need to keep an even tempo, and I need to I need to push my hand through to pop the ball. So I'd say those little tips and tricks have been better for me because if I go down the YouTube hole, I mean, you know me, I'll fucking lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, everybody... everybody Everyone learns differently. Right. You know? Everybody learns differently, and, like, everybody says, like, oh, when you're first starting out, you should go with, like, uh, Rick Shields, right? Is that yeah, anything? yeah. Yeah, like, and, like, they're all really, really good, but what I noticed about them is, is they'll give stuff away on YouTube, but then, like, you know, sign up for their program, which I get it. Look, don't get me wrong, dude. If I were a good fucking golfer, I'd probably be selling the shit, too. Yeah. But, like... My point is, is like you're you're on there and you're and you're watching this guy and he's like, all right, so you got to do this and you got to try that and then you're trying it and you're trying it and trying it. It's still not working out as well as he is because he's not giving you like the little that, tweak. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is um, it's so stupid. It's really he's so good though. It's so stupid, but it's so good and and I like to listen to him. He's funny. Yeah. Um, his name is Manolo Teaches Golf. You can find him on Instagram. You know, uh, Twitter, TikTok. I, I think he's huge on TikTok, TikTok. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and he he's got a funny catchphrases. Um, he's got a like a really heavy accent, which I think is an act. But like, yeah, he's really good at it. And he actually taught me the um, the club face. The club face will stay open if you let your wrist bend at the at the peak of right. your backswing. So when you're coming down, your club face is actually almost wide open. That's why you slice the ball. Right. All these other people, Rick Shields, all those, you know, all those other ones are like, no, you have to correct your swing. Watch my watch my premium content right. for ways to correct your swing, which is like that little thing with your wrist, just making sure that your wrist is straight. Yeah. Is now keeping me in fairways nine times out of ten. And it's good that like you found that. Like and and like there's since everybody's swing is different, you know, like, yeah. like you finding that that worked for you is right. awesome. Yeah. You know, and like someone like, you know, really anybody else could look at that and try the same thing. But for them, for their kind of swing in there, like you have a very fluid swing. Your tempo is good. I go way too slow going back and then I try to muscle through at the bottom. So like that's what I need to work on is my tempo. But like you have and have always had a good tempo. So like you said, those little things. I'm starting to try to. I'm starting to try to care about swinging 
less. Yeah. Meaning, meaning it's the like, hardest thing to do. Right. Exactly. Like just making sure the li- the wrist is straight yeah. and your, and your whole left arm, I, I'm a right-handed golfer, but your whole left arm is completely straight. Yeah. And it's like, that takes so much of the effort out of yeah. it. At that point, once you learn to do that, which again, when you, when you're first starting, it's like, you're, you're thinking like, oh, the object is just hit this ball straight. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, it's, there's so much more to it. It's like, your hips got to be square. I've been having, so right now, I wouldn't say it's my biggest problem, but it's it's another problem that I have is aim. Yeah. So I'm, you told me the one day we were on the course, I I, I hit a ball. We were, we were on part three. It was like 116 yards or something. It was yeah. ridiculously short. And you were like, I, I hit my ball and I'm like, fuck, I just healed that shit into the woods and blah, blah, blah. And you were like, nah, dude, you were aimed that way. I was like, really? <laughs> well, but I mean that like that's a whole other topic too. Like, you know, trying to 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 say something to somebody. I did watch a good video um with Harry Higgs, and it's something that I think has helped me a lot with my shorter irons. Like my eight iron. Like I, when we first started playing, I felt like I could hit short holes pretty well, and then that went. I took one lesson, and I was fucked. Yeah, I hate par threes anymore. Yeah. But like, I feel like my besides green tree where everything is like 100 yards or less like i've been feeling really confident that if you put me in like the 130 to 150 range besides like towards the end where i have nothing left and i just completely fucking chunk it besides that i feel i feel like that's a pretty good asset of my game right now um field goal like aim for a field goal like if you want to say like if you notice how like the green is going to roll down to the left all right well i'm going to hit like the the closest the closer green side bunker between that and the pin like i'm aiming for that and then like the other biggest thing uh is routine and that's something that we need to work on yes. is a pre-shot routine that like if you're going to take a like, practice swing or two and then maybe coming back and like you know take your practice swing and hold your follow through and see where you're pointing and see like okay i'm pointing right. to you know what i mean and then taking a step back and then looking at where you're hitting again, which is tough, especially down here because our golf courses are so oversaturated with people. We're, we're right now during the summertime, they're doing seven minute tea time interview yeah. intervals. So you're talking about a 1201 and then a 1208 yep. and then, you know, like a 1215. Reading greens is not an option. Right. You, it, it, this is not. And, and, and the thing is, is that it doesn't matter. Starting, Probably next month. Yeah, once the degree, the greens are pretty much all done being aerated. So yeah, next month's gonna be fucking miserable. Seven days a week, dude. Yeah, seven days a week. You'll be you'll be at seven Price, minute tea time. Interval. Prices double. Yep. Rangers are up your ass the whole time. Yeah, I mean, so you know, Twisted Dunes we went to, and the guy was busting our balls so hard to keep moving. And he was, I, I, I we asked him, we were, like, what's the course time? He's like, you should have this done in three and a half hours. I'm like, you know. I think uh, the guy we were golfing with, Sean, he was like, you know, we're at three hours and we only we have three holes left. We're like perfect timing. And he was like, oh, barely. You know? Yeah. Like, what do you mean barely? Like, we, <laughs> But we the kicker it. was we weren't holding anybody up. No, there was nobody behind us. No. But, I mean, like, you know, we're not going to bitch about that. But uh, right now, um, I would say, yeah, that's, that's the difficult part is just generally being able to keep the ball – consistent yeah you know, we're, we're having trouble with consistency yeah. which everybody does and but, twisted tunes it's a 7200 yard course yeah, like it's, it's relatively long um you know five of the par fives are over 500 yards 
which for pros is no big deal, but for your average folks out there and like, you know, the, my favorite thing about Twisted Dunes is like the sign on the cart, which has been like plastered on Instagram pages, like no more than seven beverages per person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't drink when we golf. So it's like we're actually just out there trying to play and get through. And it's like you're busting our balls. When... Right. So I think, you know, I think we have a good, a good understanding of we, 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 we decide we want to golf. Like typically by like Tuesday, we're like, where are we going? You right know, after Sunday. Sunday, when John's like, "I'm going to sell my clubs. I'm never playing again." <laughs> that was the old John. That was the two months ago John. Yeah. So you know, usually after after that outing, we'll 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 gather our thoughts and then meet up on a Tuesday and be like, "Hey, what are we doing? Where are we going?" Yeah. You know, by then we have tea time made, blah blah blah, and then like we are off to the races. We are American Psycho. Like if we don't have yeah. reservations, I'm not going. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're off to the races, ready to go. But the good thing is about us is is when we book a tee time, we are already understanding either we're gonna we're gonna play to to score, yeah, or we're gonna play to fuck around, right? And it never changes. No. Like it literally. It's usually when we go with the wives, we know it's gonna be a fucker. <laughs> When we go with the wives, we're like, we don't, we're not taking a score. Now, John's wife can fucking crank a golf ball. She, yeah, she just has a problem with with <laughs> with consistency, right? And and her swing, same thing, has gotten a lot better, but unfortunately, some she doesn't go as often as we do, and like some of those little little tweaks, like last time we played, all four of us together, and I was like, just don't close your club head, club head, leave it open. Like your swing's gotten better. That you don't need that little correction, fucking straightest I've ever seen her hit a golf ball. Right. So, so she will she will literally turn the point of her club head probably 25, 30 degrees. I was just about to say twenty five <laughs> degrees close, and then she's trying to figure out why she's shanking it into the woods, and you're like, well, because you're actually technically aiming that way, right? And she just she just needs she needs a little bit more swing work and everything but i did tell her the other day her swing speed is high enough to where she has she still has like beginner yeah. ladies flex like uh graphite shafts yeah and i'm like that's that's out of your wheelhouse she does crossfit folks yeah so she she's got a she's got a decent swing speed it's not like you're not blowing the world up but like she's got a really good swing speed probably to the point where her club shaft is hurting the way she plays. It's too far lagged behind for her. Right. It's hurting the way she plays, but it's not the end all be all. No, and like that's the one thing like you you to be a good enough golfer and to be confident enough for swing, like you should be able to not play your best round, but to be able to pick up a golf club, you know, hit a bucket right. of range balls and then towards the end of that say like, okay, you know, if I'm used to playing a stiff, this is a regular. I need to slow down a little bit when I'm turning my hips. Like when I'm loading my swing to come down, I need to account for that so that by the time, you know, you, you take that practice swing and, and you stop and you see like, okay, my hips are pointed forward. Where the fuck is my club? And if that club isn't wrist forward with the face like perfectly straight on, closed to the right degree, like then, you know, if your right. hips are already gone and that club is, you know, still knee high you're going to pull that thing one way or another. Right, right. Yeah. So that's uh th- th- that's kind of where she's where she's at. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it'll come with practice. I imagine by the end of the summertime, we're going to be looking for a a a decent set, like you know, a mid mid-range yeah. set for her as well. 
Uh, We're gonna build the shit out of a set of clubs for her. Yeah, with a with a <laughs> with a stiff shaft, a new you know a newer shaft. Uh, I was looking into so just just to keep moving along this line. I was yeah. looking into those sticks, S T I X clubs. Uh huh. And I heard they were decent. Like I heard they were really good. So so the 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 caveat to sticks is is that they're like essentially a no name brand. They're not a tailor made or Titleist, obviously. Yeah. But they're apparently supposed to be made as well. Yeah. So you can get driver three wood recovery by the way we are not sponsored by six but we are actively <laughs> looking for sponsors for our wives not for ourselves if Thank y'all want to come out you can do it <laughs> yeah TaylorMade, if you're listening we have invested a large sum of money in your investors <laughs> possibly yeah, you. exactly but no um so so yeah sticks is uh you could driver three wood uh recovery uh or fairway. I think you can like make a bunch of different sets, right? Yeah, four through pitching wedge and a putter. Yeah, for eight hundred and ninety nine bucks, which is a pretty pretty good yeah. deal. And, and like you can get a bag too, I think. Yeah, so you a bag comes with it, and then you can add wedges. Yeah, you know, all those all those fun things. Here's the thing that they don't tell you about. So, I am I will get I will get on my soapbox for this. Selling golf to women in this country is fucked. Oh, it's terrible. It is absolutely terrible, the choices that they have. Unless, like, like if I want to go get a pair of Nike golf pants, I can find them on 10 different websites on sale yep. for 60 bucks, yep. right? If you want to get, like, a nice pair of women's golf pants, you're ordering from, like, a, a company overseas, and it's 160 bucks. Yeah, you're it's ordering Lululemon. Right. Whatever. So, so with, with women's golf clubs, what where they, like, they try to get you at is they go for the – I go to the country club with my husband. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get the pink bag and this and that, which was right. what we got for our wives. We got the top flights. What they don't tell you is that most women can hit, uh, can use a men's club as far as the the actual head of the club. It just all comes down to what the shaft is for them. So, like, you could take your clubs, you know, and probably, depending on, I think yours is like an 85-gram shaft, but they are yeah, heavier. It's it, yeah, it's a heavier head, though. You know, you could probably drop her down to something lighter or a women's graphite or really any graphite at the proper height. I was thinking about going to men's flex, uh, like a like a men's regular shaft, uh, half inch low or half inch, half inch shorter. Yeah. Um, Which would put typically with a man that's like anywhere from like five, four to five, six. My wife's five, three. Right. So like it probably won't hurt that much. Um but yeah, like like you said, she's she's a crossfitter, so she's got a big swing. Yeah. And so I think that might help. But yeah, going back to what you're talking about with with the women's clothes, it's it sucks, man, because my wife's not my wife's not the girly type. She's yeah. like one of the boys. Whereas your wife is is more she it suits her better. So like yeah. my wife just can't get a pair like she doesn't want to wear golf pants, but right. she wants she she's fine with like a pair of like leggings or whatever yeah but they don't specifically make that stuff now you know what i mean so she's <laughs> like she's getting a fucking pair of leggings with with a squirt attached to it and you're just like dude what is going on so that's like with my whole thing is um like ashley is a very simple person when it comes to things i am not i will i will buy whatever like yeah. and it's like, it's like until i find what i really like and then i'll buy like 10 of that one thing but so my whole thing is like I've wanted her, you know, I, you know, it's better. To, usually our better days are golfing with the boys, but I enjoy golfing with her. And when we walked 18 the other day, it was one of the best rounds of golfs I ever had. Right. Golfs. Good Lord. <laughs> We're getting tired. It's like, <laughs> but so like that was the first time, like uh, 
I went and got her the golf bag that you got your wife. She was all mad at me. Like, why would you spend money on a golf bag? My golf bag's fine. I'm like, your golf bag is a piece of shit. Yeah. And uh, we got um, walking carts as a wedding gift. And, like, she was excited about that. And then when she got out there, it was, like, a whole new person. She's like, I want to go to Dick's afterwards. You go to Dick's, they got, like, one brand of golf pants. And she got a big caboose. And then there's, like, four different, like, goofy. She got She got a, she got a dump truck. And, uh, you know, and then she's, like, looking for polos. And there's just nothing there. Not unless you want to look like a fucking gym teacher. Exactly. You know, it's like. Yeah. So, like, I, I've been, like, kind of, like, I'll see, like, on different golf pages, like, do a good job of, like, like kind of highlighting, like, women in golf and some of the fashion. I'll send them to her and, like, try to get her excited about it. So, we she we she went on and like all of the big golf like warehouse websites nobody had shit for women yeah so we ended up on dicks and we got like two pairs of pants and like four polos but like they're they look good they're like or they're like women's polo sleeveless and like they look sharp but like they're just still but they're fucking sleeveless yeah but that's what she wanted but like yeah, but uh, what I'm saying is, is like they don't make a sleeveless men's polo. No, that's true. That's true. But like even like putting it on, like so she's small, she's short, and like they're all like fucking super long, and then you know most of them are made to not be tucked in, and then she's tucking like basically she couldn't. It got to the point where like she couldn't put on something that like it fit in certain ways. And then just like be like, oh, like I really like this look. Yeah. Whereas like we could find you know one pair of pants and be like these fit me well. I'm gonna order it in every color. And this is a brand polo that I like that fits me well. Like you've seen, I have like twelve of the same exact pullover. Yeah. Because I like the way it fits me. You yeah. know, and like yeah. I, that that bums me out. I mean, I'm su- like, if you were Paige Spearnack, you know, and if yeah. you don't know who that is, look her up. It's, it's worth a Google. It's worth a Google. <laughs> Uh, you're a beautiful lady. Um, but no, if you're Paige Spearnack, then you'll wear whatever the fuck you feel like wearing to the golf course. Right. But if like you're an every woman, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Right. You're just you're just like you're just like I want something that's comfortable and like I want to look like I want to look good and feel good. Right. Exactly. And that's like that. So we we finally we found a couple things, but I got like six returns I have to do, which isn't a knock on her. It's, it's just frustrating because it, it it's come to that. Right. So like there was like you know like there's one girl that uh that she follows and she always looks sharp, like very classy this and that. One pair of pants. 160 bucks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The Sorry, most I'm touching the microphone. The most expensive pair of golf pants for men that I was able to find, which was like from a company that's like real big overseas, was 140 and they'll tear they tailor them to your length. Like you send yeah. them your measurements and they come custom tailored yeah, for yeah. 140 bucks, you know, and like she could get these for 160 and she still has to go see the seamstress down the street and get them taken <laughs> up two inches and, you know, and all that. And it's just like, man, like that, that's just such a bummer. Dude, I'm rolling with like uh, I'm rolling with like Travis Matthews or whatever. Yeah. Um, or Walter Hagen's like yeah. stretch pants. Dude, I fucking, I'm wearing them to a wedding right. this weekend. <laughs> I've been wearing those same Puma pants where I'm starting to, to get like the the chafing in between my legs yeah. they're starting to pill i went i ordered a pair of nike pants mm-hmm. just to see how they fit yeah, but yeah. like but like i go to dicks like they don't have those nike pants like they have this pair and like that and like there's no way of like and none of our pro shops by us carry you know and this is like first world problems but like an extensive selection yeah, yeah. i know. can tell you so uh 
I can tell you that for the amount of golf courses that we have around here, yeah. our pro shop game is decent at best. At best. At best. I mean, I would say that probably for all the ones that we've been to, and I've been to a couple of the private courses for work, and, like, you know, most of those private courses, like, is more so, like, business retreats and stuff like yeah. that. Like, <sighs> I mean, number one, nobody sells pants. If you need to get rain gear, you're fucked. You're going to Dick's and you're getting foot joy. That's fitting you three sizes, two bigs, and you're going to fucking swish, and it comes in black, and I hope you look good in black. Yeah. Like, that is it. Right. Yeah. Besides that, you know, and, and Instagram is, like, good and bad. Like, I look at some of these places and follow some of them and, like, to see the shit that they get at some of these courses, and I'm like, fuck, I would go there just to buy, you know, that oh, head yeah. cover yep. or whatever. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we have... You know, we have the typical, like, you know, you walk into the pro shop, there's, like, five different color collared shirts, there's a couple quarter zips, there's a pullover, yeah. a shitload of hats, right? Yeah. And, they're, and they're all shit quality. The yeah. only place that we've been to was, like, CV Marriott, Carrie's name brand. Yeah, they name carry brand. Foot Joy. I, I actually have a, the my favorite, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say that because I'm going to move on. The, that's what I want to get to in a minute. Oh, okay. But, but uh, yeah, the, one of my favorite shirts is a is is a sea view shirt yeah and like atlantic city they carry a lot of peter millar which is like a pretty popular brand um and zero restriction which makes a lot of like good rain gear and stuff but like that's it yeah like i like i order like i I bought a rain jacket on ebay you know like what what am i gonna fucking do like i'm gonna go on there's no place else to get it besides going online and you know spending two hundred dollars on something and then having to return it and do all of that nonsense yeah. and it's just like and i you know i'll and I golf also, galaxy sucks sorry to interrupt you but like golf no, galaxy is dicks on stage like it's just dicks with the bigger golf selection yeah. <laughs> i will say that when we went to golf galaxy it was like right after mask mandates yeah our start like they were starting to to get lifted in yeah New jersey like you still had to wear one but like everybody was kind of just like we don't really care yeah like, so we went there and there was nothing, nothing, nothing available. Like literally they told us we went there. When did we go there? Do you remember offhand? Like we went there like I think it was like in like June or July. I think it was it was July, maybe end of July, like close to August. Yeah, and they were they told us straight out. They were just like, yo, don't even think that you're going to get these clubs. Yeah. Well, I what was it like season. three weeks ago? I was doing work up there and I was like, oh, I'm going to pop into Golf Galaxy real quick. Like just I, I need golf balls like. You know, I'll see what they have. And you're like, oh, like, let me know if they have, like, they have any rescues. And, like, there's just nothing. There's just nothing. They have putters, though, and a shit ton of golf shoes. But, like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, for mm-hmm. me, part of the golf lifestyle is is the drip. You yeah. Know? It's the shirts. The uh, Everything else, you know, is is part of it. But the shirts, that's yeah. what it is. That's what makes it fun for me. Um, is there anybody that you're into right now? far as shirts are concerned or or just like in, in you know in general like something that's different and obscure besides you <laughs> um i mean i already know who you're gonna say and that's pretty much what i would say what so do you that's mean joey cold cuts well yeah no i'm saying like yeah, joey cold but shout out bob does sports because they, they they do a really good job of of commentating and you know I mean, it's it's a comedy site, but very relatable. Yeah, very, very relatable. Relate. Very, um, very humble, nonchalant. Not a big whoa, look at us. We're yeah. They never say what course they're playing, which they're probably not allowed yeah. to. But I think I think uh, as far as down to earth guys, like you know, it's obviously still an act, and like you know, they're 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 making jokes and it's funny. Yeah, and they're everything. making money off of it, but but like. Th- as far as golf is concerned, they they show the real thing. Yeah, you know they're the real thing. And like he started out 
like with the the brilliantly the brilliantly dumb like meme page like he was a fucking memer yeah. you know yeah. and like but it just goes to show you too like the personalities like he brings in you know assistant gm of a five you know of a michelin star restaurant I know, dude he's fucking crazy All right but like it's so relatable like you, you can catch glimpses of like what they have in their bag and what they're playing with like they're not yeah. spot like i love the foreplay guys like because it's a life that i would want to live but like you look at these guys like they got some old clubs in there you know yeah, yeah. and like it's just <laughs> it makes it so much more relatable that like it's all the same trial and tribulations and whatnot but yeah and they're and they're fun to watch yeah um i was i was getting into the into the realm of like apparel makers brands. yeah like oh so i um for like a, a I like the Holderness and Bourne for like a polo not to golf in because mm-hmm. they're a little bit of a thinner cut, but they're egregiously expensive. Um, but besides that, like the Peter Millar shit, their polos are a little baggy. But besides that, like their pullover and vest game is on point. Yeah, Peter or I Millar's should say that nice. their pullover and vest game availability on eBay is on. Fucking point. Yeah, so so we're gonna give the 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 listener right now. We're gonna give you a bit of an insight. If you want some good ass golf shit for like mad big discounts, like you you are like on un, not understanding how you're getting it for this cheap, go on eBay. It's crazy. I mean, as long as like as long as you're okay with some of the stuff having like. Most of my polos have golf courses on them, which is it's fine. The ki- it's killer, though, because like, you just be like, oh, yeah, I got this PNC quarter zip, and you're just like, <laughs> but like The one I had was like, a, it's um, a communications company. Yeah. And it was like 30 bucks. It's a P- Peter Millar quarter zip, like micro fleece. They're normally like 138 new. Came yeah. brand new with tag on. And John's like, where the fuck did you get that? And I'm like, dog. Like, it's... A lot of the stuff um, people get for company retreats and things like that. But if you have a certain clothing that you like, get a fucking tape measure, measure your width and your height, go on eBay. People give you dimensions. And yeah. You can fucking clean up. Yep. And yep. look really fucking good. Just don't buy underwear or socks unless <laughs> it's sealed. Yeah. I mean, I will say that, like, I was very skeptical at first myself, but you were like, nah, man, you, you got to get yeah. in on that. Um, but I bought, I cannot remember for the life of me who makes it, but I got the, the good game. Yeah. The good game, uh, collared shirt. Yeah. And it's one of my favorites and it was like $22 and it's a name brand company. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll find out who it is and, but, it, but it's, it's got freaking sandwiches on it and like, yeah, it's, it's a, f- cool it's a shirt. fun shirt. Like, and if you, if you want like a more serious, like if you literally go on anything, fucking Peter Millar is very classic cut. Mm-hmm. But there is just so fucking much on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite company right now though is Pins and Aces. That's where I got that uh, the flamingo shirt from. Yeah, um, and it's a really good fit. Um, really, is that light. where you got the black pineapple shirt from? No, so that is Proud Ninety. Okay, Proud. So Proud Ninety is a second favorite. So I actually got uh, the one um, thing is John could put on any of these brands and make it look good. <laughs> but I, I, Proud Ninety is um, I actually got those three shirts for like oh that's right yeah it was, it was a steal it was like 90 bucks or if you whatever. like pineapples get the black pineapple yeah, polo. Yeah. you will not fucking be disappointed yeah i was happy with that but uh yeah pins and aces is one of my favorites um and they have killer ball markers too um i got a free ball marker with my shirt and it was a uh a girl scout cookie it was the samoa yeah the samoans girl scout cookie i think they call them caramel delights now but yeah it was just like it's just obscure shit like that like yeah. that i find fun to bring to the game yeah absolutely 
So for me, I like my ball markers. Yeah, Paul. Paul has a lot <laughs> of bar, ball markers. If you're uh, not familiar, if you like, want to get into b- boutique ball markers and uh, divot tools, you can look up Tyson Lamb, and good fucking luck finding any of them. <laughs> or, or, or like, thousands of dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Without like selling your, fr- I think the most I paid was I I just got in a casket divot tool from 2019, and I paid 125 bucks for it. <laughs> And that hurt. Besides that, they're normally like six, they're like sixty to eighty bucks if you get them on his drops. But I'm like three alerts, and then like they still sell out in seconds. My uh, yeah. The, so the, so there's companies that you have that you'll get like email alerts from. Yeah. So I do uh, like the biggest thing, and I I would almost say I'm addicted to it to an extent is like drop culture, mm-hmm. which is fucking sucks. Yeah. But uh, like Swag Golf Company, they just had an article on them and like GQ and like. I don't like any of their stuff. It's all not my taste. It's like very graffiti and this and that, but like people love it. And that's what they do is they do limited drops, but then like the people resell their shit on eBay for so much money and they don't get that money, but it kind of creates that like sense of like, Oh, I have to have that. Right. So the only other one that I like, um, is a uh, Sugarloaf social club and their shit's very like basic. But like when we were recording a podcast earlier, like I need to regrip my Bridgestone blades and they came out a drop with uh, golf pride grips with like a different design on it. And it says like uh, it says like for I forget what their slogan is, but as their slogan on it and for a pack of 13, it came out to be like seven dollars and 80 cents a grip, which is relatively cheap. So, like, yeah, I was like, oh, like they dropped and I bought them. And then yeah, like, shoot. two minutes later, they were fucking sold out. No shit. Yeah, it was fucking insane. Yeah, I, I can't jump in on the drops like I want to, but like I'm just too lazy. Like, yeah, yeah. like I. I can't tell you the last time I sat in front of the computer and was like, oh, they're coming out in 10 minutes. I like, know. You know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm cool with, with finding just obscure shit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy with like it. it. Like for me, like it's fun. Like I got like all those fucking tees and like, it's fun for me to be like, like for a while when we went and played, we oh, might've been Renault that like the first three par threes, I got it on the green every time. And I used the same, broken tea that like every single time for that and you're just like oh yeah that's definitely the one right until the last hole where i duffed it 10 feet and then then you were like and then i was like fuck i'm just gonna hit it again and then i got on it that second mm-hmm. time and i'm like it's the magic's back like it just needed a break so i can use it for three use a different tea for the fourth and i'm fucking golden. yeah right <laughs> but like but that's that stuff's fun though you know like you like i look forward to like oh, like what am i gonna use or like that kind of thing like it's yeah you know and Kate always notices, your wife always notices, like, is that a fucking pink donut? And I'm like, that makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> she just got her first custom ball marker yeah. from the Pins and Aces site, and it's a, it's a pumpkin head. Yeah. And it's the 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 eyes are like uh whatever, clubs from a playing card. Yeah. And then on it it's it says uh pumpkin slice on it real big. <laughs> She's just like, oh, this is definitely for me. So you need to do this next time Kate's out. You need to go through her golf bag, not to look for something in general. But so when I got Ashley a new golf bag, I was moving all of her stuff over. The amount of golf balls that she had oh, in yeah. her bag was fucking insane. And I bought her like a box of a dozen golf balls. And Ashley hits, Max she hits is like, she was hitting like 120 the other day, which was great for her. But it's straight every fucking time so she doesn't lose golf balls unless there's water in front of her then that yeah, ball's fucking you're gone. fucked 
But um, so you guys got her. Uh, so she still has the original dozen I've gotten her. She has like one sleeve missing. And then you guys got her a dozen. Ashley has a hard time. Most golfers, I mark my balls. Some people pay attention to the number on it. If you're playing, you know, a certain brand and you guys aren't playing the same brand, it's very easy. She's just like, that's my ball. So John and Kate got our killer birthday present with balls to say that's my balls. Out of the 12 balls, she has all 12 fucking Does balls. Does she really? And she, two sleeves were empty, and they were in there, and they had some grass and stuff, but, like, fucking mint. I can't get through around yeah. with one ball not looking like somebody fucking drove over it, like, on I-95, and then <laughs> and then literally drilled a hole in a tree with it and then pulled it back out again. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, like, I'm going through her fucking bag, and I'm like, she had, like, eight Pro V1s in, like, brand new fucking condition she had all these golf balls and i'm like what the fuck are all these for and she goes when kate loses her golf ball i just give her one <laughs> like, <laughs> so our wives like they are very good supporters of each other but what they don't do is when one of them hits and then the next one goes up the other one walks away so they never know where the fuck their balls go because yeah, they, they don't follow them so all you hear constantly is yeah can you throw me another ball yeah can you throw me another ball yeah. so they have like a stash for each other that they throw each other balls. They keep their good ones for themselves, which is totally understandable, but they have, like, balls for each other that they yeah. just give. It's fucking hilarious. Kate's starting to take it more seriously now. She just she just got, like, you know, uh, a brush. I, I think you gave it to her. Yeah. Like, she's got a brush, and, you know, uh, she just got her first pair of golf shoes. So, like, she's trying. What, what shoes did you get her? She got Roshis. Nice. She got black and white Roshis. Yeah. Know, like, a, a good starter set. But, yeah. like, she... It, it's it's definitely improvement because you know, in the beginning of the golf season, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, bullshit. And you're just like, you do. Right. And that actually was the same exact way, you know, yeah, and how she got. It. Yeah. And, like, you don't realize how much traction you lose. And for us, we get very dewy mornings around here. We have a very, from the spring, as John was saying, into the summer, like, it's wet every morning, like, no matter what. Yeah. And most of our courses don't have great drainage. So, like, if you don't have footing, you're fucking spinning. Yeah, you're beat. I, I'm going to be curious to see the first time she swings and like watching her feet actually grip into the ground, you know, and like yeah. seeing how she turns with that. Yeah, right. right She's probably right. going to fucking hit a ball 300 yards. <laughs> like I'm excited for that. But like that's excited too. like that. She's like that. Both of them are like at that place now where like they can see that like yeah. a little bit of investment in in not only in their equipment, but in their selves with that exactly you know is like, huge if you're gonna take this seriously then then let's do it yeah you know? but um but yeah i mean you know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll report see what, back next we'll week we'll see what happens <laughs> we'll report back yeah so it's wedding season so like for me at least um i you know i've got a lot of weekend obligations coming up but i'm still gonna try to jam in a couple rounds here yeah. and there um we might not be able to round together but you know We'll still have plenty to talk about. Still there in, in, in spirit. 100%. I'll um, get fucking texts from John, like, making me feel bad about going golfing, and he has to go to a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, yeah, so f- let's let's wrap things up, man. Yeah. Um, I want to finalize this podcast. I'm going to jump. I'm going to drop it on you. Right? Yeah. Like, I did this whole entire idea. Probably but one it, of your better ideas. I mean, all your <laughs> ideas are usually pretty good. But yeah, definitely. Even the one where Except I'm like, the one where you're like, we should start golfing. That was a pretty bad idea. <laughs> That's when we started to lose money. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but, um, no, let's bring this on you. Let's see if we could find... find oh, my God. It's... it's Okay, so now it's like 10.30. So yes. I'm starting so we're to gonna stutter. Gonna I'm going to finalize. <laughs> we're going to finish each, each podcast with a um, course review. Ooh, I like let's this. Just, let's just pick a course that's nearby us. Um, Are we going to review it together? 
Yeah, we'll review it together. We'll do pros, cons, kind of. Yeah. Okay. And if you're in the area, um, we'll recommend whether or not you should go there or not. All right, this is your idea. I think you should pick the first course. Okay, I'm just going to go into my notes because yeah. we've gone through... I mean, so... We're, we're going to hit on memberships next time and the fucking... The ins and outs of what an, an a normal person, a regular guy, looks for, or at least what we look for in a membership, and how they can sneakily fuck you. Most... Definitely, because you think you're getting one thing, and you're getting your shit fucking pushed in. Amen. On a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So, um, okay, so let's see here. I'm going to pull. All right, here we go. Yeah. Let's do. No, I don't want to. I don't want to do that one so fast. I thought you were gonna say Buna at first. <laughs> um, let's do. Uh, yeah, let's do Buna. Let's do Buna. So Buna is a eighteen hole course. Yardage is probably closer to like sixty eight hundred. Well, let's do it legit. We'll look it up. Look it up. Yeah. So Buna average. Buna doesn't do. You buy a group, so you can you can't go out as a single. Um, you cannot walk the course. When you go in to pay for your round, it is not a pro shop. It is a lady standing behind the bar that mm -hmm. takes your payment. Um, they offer three different brands of golf balls. Uh, average rounds, probably around like 60 to 70 bucks. Yeah, so uh, so what you were talking about is is correct, yes. Uh, you, can, you cannot book a tee time per se. You can book a time. But you're booking groups. You're you actually you actually if you book four people, you only pay for three. Right. So it's it's a pretty cool course. Um, it does have memberships, um, daily rates. So right here on their on their uh, on their website, you're talking about a half a slot, which is again two people. Yep. It's eighty bucks. Yeah. Uh, right now, you know, so you're still you're still kind of in winter yeah. pricing, um, but a full slot, um, one hundred sixty five, one hundred sixty five for four people. Yeah, it's not bad at no, all. It's not bad at all. So they do have a driving range. Uh, it is mats. It's like it's probably like ten slots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a Parkland style course. It's more tour. It's like split between Atlantic City and towards the Delaware Memorial. Not super far west, but still a little bit of drive from the Ocean City and definitely the Cape May area. Um, carts are decent. Yeah, carts Nothing are... Nothing to write home about. They don't have the new USB chargers that all these bougie places have now. But you should be golfing, not looking at your phone. Yeah. So uh, they have three T locations. They're doing, you know, they're doing the blacks, which are... Uh, that's the tournament level. That's essentially, yep. you know, your blues, yeah, pros, yeah, uh, eliminator, which is what they call it, the eliminator tees, which are the whites, which is where most of us play from, right? And then uh, championships, which are your women, your handicap, right? Your, yeah, and then they have uh, a senior. Uh, ye no, that's your it's handicap. It's called the Ye Old Track, which is the so Buna is the Ye Old Golf Course. Like there's still ashtrays outside on the patio area outside the pro shop slash bar. Yeah, it's uh, it's so Buna in in general is a is a very eccentric town just because it's like kind of stuck in farmland, but yeah. not really. Um, yeah. Nice. I will say this for what it is. It's a really nice course. It's a fun course to play. It's a step above your local Muni, but it's not that much of a step. It's like a small step. Yeah. So, um, 
My only gripe with Buna is, I should say I have two gripes, but not huge. Number one, as far as them clearing like the debris and stuff, and it's not necessary. So they have a ton of water there. So these kind of go hand in hand. The drainage at Buna is absolutely terrible, which then attracts a shit ton of geese. And for those of you that are not aware of what geese are, they are a large flying bird that poop everywhere. And goose feathers, if it's like a snow goose or if it's right off the tips, look like fucking golf balls. They on, do. On the they fucking do. fairway. They do. So you'd be driving you'd be driving right down the fairway like, oh, crank this motherfucker. And then you get there and it's a fucking feather. Yep. And your ball's 40 <laughs> yards behind you. But um, it's uh, 67, uh, I'm sorry, 6747, 6,400, uh, yeah, 6,747 <laughs> yards total so uh decently sized course i mean it's for the air yeah yeah probably a little bit smaller than 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 most of them around here yeah but uh really uh decent course um as far as food is concerned bar food you know yeah little, little here and there nothing uh the one thing i will say again you're not really you shouldn't be on your phone but you get zero cell service out there oh that's a very you're good point sticks, yeah man. you're in the sticks it's a nice uh it's like a it's a, it's a definitely like a working man's kind of golf course but it presents enough challenge that you can go out there and there's no frills and that's almost right. a good thing there if if you get there before like one o'clock and you are someone that likes to imbibe a little bit, do not expect the beer cart girl to come out. She yeah. will not be there yeah, yeah. until after one o'clock yeah. and she might scare you a little bit. Yeah, it's but. one of those it's one of those courses where you can absolutely wear your Peter Millar or you can wear your jorts. <laughs> yeah, you can wear your fucking jorts, dude. But so. it definitely it's yeah, it's a it's a good course. It does have some some small challenges to it, you know, it's you know, there's still rakes in the bunkers, but no one's going to bust your balls besides your fellow golfer and really yourself if, you know, you, you don't rake it. Right. I believe the famous line. Oh, no, that wasn't there. But uh, anyway, the famous line one time was uh, the greens were just aerated. And um, the guy at the hole in front of us, he said, uh, man, these greens are really making my dick soft. Oh, that's right. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this this is our pilot episode. Um, I cannot tell you how happy I am that we started doing this because we can talk for hours about this shit, Paul. And if you do, we are on Instagram at Missing the Fairways. If you do listen to this, if there's something you want us to talk about, something you want our perspective on, something that you want to tell us that we are absolutely, completely wrong about, we don't give a fuck, but we will laugh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> and if you have some insight and you want to come on. That would be cool, too. We'll we, take you guests. Can, yeah, you, you, can, you can call in. We can put you on here. If you got some some things you want to talk, you got grievances that you would like to air. We're here to means. listen. That's it. We're here to listen. Um, but, yeah, definitely like us. Follow us on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to try to put out either a weekly episode, bi-weekly. We're not really even sure. We just fucking started this shit. So, Shit's going to be weekly, and we need to get away from our wives. Yeah, right. We need something <laughs> to do. I need to, I need a reason to order takeout. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, guys, um, thanks for joining us. And, uh, Pauly, we're going we're gonna to play us out with our, with our famous, famous song. By the way. This song means a lot to us, and we'll get into that on the next episode. Thanks See for, you, guys. Thanks for listening.